Welcome to the Zen Professional Moment, where you learn to maximize your performance without sacrificing yourself. Hello, and welcome to the Zen Professional Moment. This is Dan Tricarico, your go-to guy for professional well-being. In today's episode, we're going to be talking to author, speaker, and coach Lavana Roth. Usually, I call this feature three questions with but there is so much to unpack here today that this is going to be more like a conversation. There might be more than three questions, but I know you're busy and I want to respect your time. So we'll try to keep it short. But if it's longer, you can listen to us on 2x speed or something. We might sound like Mickey and Minnie Mouse, but that's okay. You'll get the nuggets in the, of wisdom that Lavana has to share with us today. And that is the important part. So who is Lavana Roth? Lavana is an engaging and interactive keynote speaker, consultant, educator, and mom. She bridges her passion for how the brain learns with identifying how every individual shines with their mindset and social emotional well-being. She leads a small business where she and her team boost schools and embodying a human-focused culture. Lavana has three degrees, is the author of eight books, and has worked with organizations in the U.S. and Canada, Europe, South America, and the Middle East. She is the creator and founder of the Ignite Your Shine framework. And full disclosure, she is also one of my mentors and has taught me a great deal about education and business. And I'm just thrilled that she's here. So thank you, Lavana, for being here. I'm so glad uh, that you were able to make the time for this. Oh, Dan, anything for you? I am giddy. Oh, that's awesome. So excited. Thank you. Uh, it's going to be a great conversation. And I want to get right to it and get right to the first question. Uh, let's start by getting everybody on the same page. Your company is called Ignite Your Shine. That's your platform. And Shine is an acronym. Can you tell us a little bit about like what does that stand for and how do you apply it to what you talk about in your presentations and your workshops and all of that? Yes. So as you know, Dan, with everything else that we're doing and everything that's happening in the world right now, there's so much going on to where even getting people to show up is actually becoming an issue. Absolutely. And so, yes, in all different industries and including education. So when we look at what is it that we can do and how do we create a place where all want to be, that is exactly where the SHINE framework comes in. So as you mentioned, it is an acronym. We're mm -hmm. talking about S is all about self. What are your strengths, gifts, skills, talents? Now, I'll be honest, that's a really big one because it also encompasses our mindset, our self-talk, our self-care. It's, it's the beast. It's all about mm -hmm. us, right? The individual who shows up. H and shine is all about heart. What are your passions? Like what gives you energy? What really lifts you up to continue to do the things that you do? And oftentimes we find themes when we look at passions. Right. Now I'm gonna pause for a moment because when you take the S and the H, it's important to put them together. Mm -hmm. And that's actually what we call the shine spot. I don't know if you've heard me reference that. I don't think I have. Yeah, so okay. it's kind of like the sweet spot. We call it the shine okay. spot. And it's because if you have your strength, but you're missing passion, you burn out. Uh. If mm -hmm. you have your passion, but you're missing the strengths, well, that might be more like a hobby. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so right. it's the two together that are important. And then we get to eye and shine and it is inspire because we know life's going to throw us curveballs. Hello, pandemic. Right. And so yes. one little example, right? So how do we stay inspired and how do we inspire others? And then when we get to end and shine, it's navigate. And with that, it's everything that I've talked about. What are you going to do with it? We, we reference this mm -hmm. as your greatness. So we can do with all of your greatness, like putting into action and recognizing that you're here for a reason. And then that's where fulfillment also begins to come into play as you live your story, your journey. Mm -hmm. And then E is exceptional. 
because you are becoming the exceptional person you were meant to be, not anybody else who you were meant to be. And that is Ignite Your Shine. And we use that framework and go deep with schools, with corporations, really centered around how do you create that human-focused culture using the Shine framework. That is awesome. Thank you. The thing that you reminded me of is in my workshops, I talk about how, because I have a five-step blueprint, and the, the last step, which I call cultivating personal peace, reminds me a lot of the N in Shine because it's like um, I, I talk about the importance of uh, accurate self-insight is what I call it, is when you uh, have worked on your self-care and your um, personal peace and you've gone through the steps and you have more time and energy, where do you put it? You know, what? where do you want to have that impact? What, what cause is important to you? And I know a lot of people in education and in the corporate world, their jobs are their calling, their jobs are their cause. But, you know, if you play it right and you, you do my five-step program or your shine framework, then you, you have even more that you can give. And so it's really important that you identify what is that thing, you know, and everybody, everybody has different things, which is awesome that, that they, different causes, different um, value systems that they can pursue once they do that. So thank you for sharing that with us. I really appreciate it. Um, the, the next question uh, kind of revolves around education because you do workshops with schools around the country. And like you mentioned, you know, we've, we've been in this pandemic for almost two years now as of this recording. Um, there is just tremendous amount of, of teacher anxiety. Uh, I know that most of the schools are, are struggling with staffing and with substitute teachers. And it's really kind of a crisis right now in education. When you talk to educators, when you go out to schools, I know a lot of things have been virtual too. What do you hear and what's going on so that you can share that with our listeners so that they kind of get a sense of if they're not going through themselves as, as teachers, maybe if they are in the corporate space or, or maybe they're not, they're doing something else, they're not in, in education. What, what is this like? Where are we right now? What do you hear? Well, Danny, first of all, I want to say that the fact that what you do, your work is so critical to what I'm about to well, share. Thank you just as much as the shine framework. And I appreciate the fact that if I just want people to find something that works for them, right? Because what we are seeing as we go out and whether it is in person or whether it is virtual is a lot of tears. You know, when I first come into schools right now, it's oftentimes I meet them where they are. We have to. Sure. And right now it's, it's that, like you said, a lot of anxiety, a lot of, I'll never dig out from underneath this. I am beyond overwhelmed. You know, I have good friends of mine who are phenomenal teachers and have shared with me how they're to the point that they're turning the page and saying, answer the questions because it's full on survival mode. And so, mm -hmm. I, you know, it's as much as it sounds like doom and gloom as I'm saying this, and we're, mm -hmm. you know, the bills are being passed in states that if you are 18 and older with a high school diploma and fingerprinting background check done that you can actually right. teach right now. That's how yes. critical and much of a crisis this is. And we have amazing teachers who are flooding and leaving education, not because they wanted to, they, they love kids, but there's only so much that can be demanded of not only our teachers, but also our leaders. So Danny, right. are you seeing something similar? Oh, absolutely. And um, the thought that you gave me is, I mean, it absolutely is survival mode. And one of the things that I've been preaching is if you are going through a period where you are uh, in survival mode and you're just in the, okay, just turn the page and answer the questions, that's okay right now. And you need to give yourself permission to do that without guilt. 
most of the teachers who are talking to you and, and mentioning that are mentioning it to you because they know that's not ideal. They know that's not the best strategy or the only way to teach or the best way to teach. But right now you have to do, you have to get through and, and survival mode is okay. And, and, you know, as we've talked about before, I, I thought this was going to last a couple months and, you know, here we are almost two years later. So I know it's a long time. And when you're in the eye of that storm, it feels like, oh, this is never going to end. But to be positive, I think it will end, or at least it'll stabilize and, and we'll learn to navigate it to use the end and shine again. And then we'll get to that point where you can slowly start to implement some of those more engaging and, and um, insightful and deeper lesson plans and, and experiences in the classroom. But right now, live, because like you said, so many people are leaving and not because they want to. And so, yeah, I think we're seeing the same thing. And, you know, I know, again, a lot of um, uh, the, the districts that I hear about are really having a hard time um, filling the sub positions when the teachers are out, either uh, for just their own life situations or if they do get sick or whatever. And, uh, and like you said, the, the, the fact that almost anybody now can sub um, is disturbing. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. And I don't mean to be negative, but you know, it's, it's uh, like, imagine like, you know, if, if, you know, oh, there's no heart surgeon. Well, I can do it. <laughs> you know, uh, that's not, people assume that that's how teaching works, that anybody can do it, but, uh, but, but they can't. And um, oh. yeah, they'll, they'll be, they'll fill the, the space for the day or whatever. And right now that's maybe that's good enough. And again, maybe we need to do that without guilt. But, uh, but eventually, you know, hopefully we'll be able to get back to the way things should be, could be, and it'll stabilize. I hope so. Cause you know, the bottom line is this affects our children, our yes. future, our students. So as the more that we continue to go down this path and we lose great educators, I don't know that that's going to be filled. You know, we have a university here in Florida that has closed its college of education because people aren't going into it. Oh my gosh. And who does, and it's a big university. And yeah. so it's, you know, I, as I look at this, I think it, we've got to figure out how to turn this train around. Like I haven't yes. given up hope. Right. You know, I know at times that it feels like the doom and gloom or we feel helpless in some ways, but it goes back to what you're hinting at, Danny, is that we have to be okay with not being okay. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to say that at the same time, also be very aware of what you're saying in your head. Right. The more like what we have a saying at Ignite Your Shine, what you tell your brain, your brain believes. So the more we do reinforce, I'm so overwhelmed, I'm terrible as an educator, this will mm -hmm. never end, that you're reinforcing all those thoughts. And I encourage you to even just take a moment and let those thoughts come in and just after about five or six of those thoughts, be aware what's happening to your body. Mm -hmm. And then start changing those thoughts to there's going to be an end. I can take it one day at a time. What's the one thing I can control tomorrow and identify it. And you're going to feel your body actually begin to lift up. Absolutely. And the, the, the key word I think that you said there, Levana, is hope. And, and I think I always say that teaching is the ultimate expression of hope because mm -hmm. we believe that by doing what we're doing, things are going to get better and that the future is going to get better. And so if we can hang on to that hope in the classroom right now, um, we, we, can, we, have, we stand a chance of getting through this and, and with, with our, our careers intact, with our, our mental health intact. And the other thing you mentioned that I think is really important and it leads beautifully into the next question is that it starts with your brain, but then there's a physical manifestation of the, the um, narrative in your brain, the self-talk, uh, starts there, 
but then it does affect your body. And if you can notice your body and I talk a lot about that in terms of mindfulness and that kind of thing, if you can notice what's happening, then it's easier to kind of, first of all, just accept it, just be with it, as you said, but then to sort of kind of reorganize and, and uh, recommit to where do I want to be? And where do I want to go with this? And then, but you have to notice it first and people skip that step a lot. So, um, and, and that, like I said, it leads right into the next question, which is one of your uh, awesome jams is brain science. And <clears throat> excuse me, what's one of the most interesting things that you know that the brain science is, is saying about teaching that, that maybe could apply to this or teacher stress, or, you know, can you comment on that in terms of what the, what the brain science is saying about kind of what we're going through? Yes, it is a very high level of stress. You know, the brain cares about one thing and that's survival. Mm -hmm. So anytime that is threatened, mm -hmm. then the brain is heightened and starts re releasing cortisol and cortisol damages the neurons in the brain, those brain oh cells. And so it, it's, it is something that's very, very real. And when we have a certain, some level of stress is good. I think sometimes people are like, oh my gosh, I'm stressed. I'm, it's mm -hmm. bad. Actually, it can motivate you. You know, sure. it can be where your brain is paying attention, which is actually a good thing. You know, I always share with teachers that if you have a student who comes in to take a test and they have no like nervousness about it, no stress about it, then they probably really don't even care about it. That's a problem. So some stress, you know, we <laughs> yeah. want them to be able to focus and pay attention. But we're to the point where we've reached chronic stress mm -hmm. and many individuals have and chronic stress, as I mentioned, really does damage the brain. Mm -hmm. And we've been in there because of a pandemic, you know, our life, especially in the beginning, the first several months to even questions now about the variants coming out, but we create this, I don't know what this means. And as my life threatened, are my as my you know lives of my family threatened uh, threatened can't speak mm -hmm. right now <laughs> threatened you know as well as friends and yes. so it, it's we look at this and we get so anxious about it which again goes back to the one thing that when we feel that i think it's so important to say okay what can i control in this moment and mm -hmm. there was something that you hinted at too danny that i thought was so important too is that when you said an awareness mm -hmm. right so i hear in different different psychologists say name it like name, oh, it yeah. is, right? identify that and then sit with it. You know, for a long time, I remember even doing this. We're like, okay, Lavana, suck it up, suck it up. Come on, <laughs> put your, you know, big girl pants on and you got this, you can do this. No pouting, no being angry, no. And then I heard the term toxic positivity mm -hmm. and began to understand it. And now I am, it's okay. Your emotions are your emotions. How you feel right. is how you feel, but honor it, value mm -hmm. it become aware of it. And then to me, it's why is that emotion popping up that's causing all of this chronic stress? Where is it? Do we feel like, for example, we're not going to be good enough? Mm -hmm. Does it threaten our quote unquote perfectionism? You know, where specifically or why specifically do we feel that we have to be okay all the time? And where does, where does that anxiousness come from? Right. Yeah. One, one question that you asked that I think is a great question in, in, in regard to stress in any area of life at any time is what can I control in this moment? And I know that when I learned that question, things got a lot easier because even when I was stressed, even to critical mass, even when, you know, a lot, a lot of times, um, you know, what I remember a friend of mine called me a stoic. And the first thing I did was look up that word. <laughs> I had to go to the dictionary, <laughs> figure out what the hell he meant. Yeah. But, um, but I looked, I said, oh, okay, now I kind of get it. 
and I, I think what I was doing intuitively, which I think, frankly, informed, this was years and years and years ago, it informed the work I'm doing now, is just that recognition of, I, I can't change yesterday. I can't affect tomorrow. Today is all I have. This moment is all I have. So what can I control in this moment? And the other thing that really helped me realize that was reading um, Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, where he talks about working within your circle of influence, especially in education. There are things we just can't control. You know, I mean, there's just nothing we can do about it. So, but, you know, in my classroom, I have tremendous control. I decide what goes on the walls. I decide what the lesson is. I decide how late I'm going to stay or not, you know, all of those kinds of things. So there's tremendous control and that that's empowering. But uh, that question, what can I control in this moment is, is just such a powerful thing that I hope people are listening and, and writing down and remembering. So thank you for sharing that. Yes. Yeah. And, and I think those, if I may add, mm-hmm. those, the important thing is that you said in this moment right now. So being able to identify, because we can't, like you said, I actually, I had to pick this up as you were talking. Um, It says, there are only two days in the year that nothing can be done. One is called yesterday and the other is called tomorrow. So today is the right day to love, believe, do, and mostly live. Dalai Lama. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I appreciate it. Okay. So you uh, have your own company. You're an entrepreneur. Um, that alone, I know, has a, a lot of stress involved in that, even in not a pandemic, in times of not a pandemic. So how, I'm just curious, how is this affecting you as an entrepreneur, as somebody who, you know, I know I was, I was concerned about you when the pandemic hit, because I know that this is, is your, your job, it's your career, um, it's your full-time job, and then everything, like all the live events stopped, and then a lot of them went virtual, and I thought, oh my gosh, what is Lavana going to do? So talk a little bit, if you don't mind, just share what you want to share about how has that stress affected you? What steps have you taken and, and how's it going? I, I'm sure that everybody, you know, it could be a model, I think, for, for other people listening. But it's funny because every time somebody says I'm an entrepreneur, I'm like, I am? Oh, I am. <laughs> like yes. It's, it's so funny. Definitely. But yes, yeah. you, you kind of forget, you know, when, when, yes. you, when you live it all the time. Absolutely. So, yeah, you know, it, it was, we were, I mean, I was traveling so much and actually hitting a lot of exhaustion. Mm-hmm. I mean, I loved it. You know, the adrenaline that when you see impact and you serve, it's, it's you just are on a natural high, you know, moment to moment with it. Mm-hmm. And much like everyone else, it was a what in the world just happened moment as soon as the pandemic hit. And obviously the business came to a screeching halt. And yes. so that's one of those things that you never like none of us no matter what role we're in we could not have seen that coming no. i don't i mean some maybe somebody predicted it danny maybe you predicted it i don't know <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but i sure as heck no. did not the last I one was in 1918 i was pretty young then i, I didn't know oh that's no. right that's right <laughs> <laughs> so it was it, you know i had to practice a lot of what i talk about you know someone mm-hmm. once said to me you're having to live shine Yes. And that's exactly right. Like we had to look at our strengths and our passions and, you know, what are ways that we stay inspired. But Danny, you're also part of a group that, you know, we do business wise and having you in there and others have was such an inspiration to me, reduced my stress, gave me a great way to focus. And as far as business, you know, pandemic still definitely is hitting it a lot because yes. of the overwhelm that educators are having. So, you know, these are getting postponed because they want it to be in person or we will do virtual 
but it's just, it's looking different. Like I will tell you, not different from the point of virtual. That was a big stress of mine at first going, wait a minute, <laughs> we do all kinds of things with bubbles and glow sticks and oh. we, what just happened? I, I, what do no I props. Them? Which we have, <laughs> yeah. but I had to really readjust. And, you know, and so mm-hmm. no matter what role we have, we all had to kind of sit and like, okay, what does this look like? How is it different? And what's really cool now is that I can say that some of the things we do virtually are more powerful than what we do in person. And some of the things that are in person are more powerful than what we do virtual. So I love Mm -hmm. the combination of it, Mm -hmm. but sitting back and taking my own advice of what can I control and -hmm. what can we try? And there has been a lot that has failed, Mm -hmm. a lot that has not worked, but we have learned something along the way every single time. And my hope is that maybe sometime the world will be ready with some of those other things that did not work. Right, right. Yes, and I think what you make me think of is uh, when March 13th, 2020 was the last day of the regular world for a lot of people, that's when um, things shut down. And I was just so proud of teachers, especially, they pivoted within a week and had everything that was going on in their classrooms uh, online and, and working within a week. And, or in some cases, maybe a few days. And I know that, um, you know, they, a lot of them were thinking, well, this is not ideal. You know, and I was in that boat. I, it was not ideal, especially since I'm not a tech person, you know, but, um, but that they did it was heroic. Just, it was just a massive effort. And then the other thing that, that uh, I want to comment on is how you mentioned that there were a lot of virtual events. And then that was kind of a new thing for a lot of people. But now what's amazing and what I think is very, very positive is that moving forward, there's going to be a combination. There will be some live events and there will be some virtual events. And as you said, there are benefits and deficits to both. But now we have both and we know we can do both. And that's true of the education piece too, is that some some kids learn better online, they prefer online and virtual and some don't, you know, so it's nice to have those options that we maybe didn't think of, you know, so many people are working remotely and working from home now, and the companies are finally getting that, gosh, you can, you know, and it's, you know, it it, it beats hanging out at the water cooler, you know, goofing off with your your coworkers when you're supposed to be working, you know, so you you do what needs to get done. and, And then it's, then it's up to you after that, right? Because it's the work is done. And, and I think it's great to have that combination. So thanks for pointing that out. Um, I'm going to put you on the spot now, and I'm going to ask you uh, to make some predictions. And I want to ask you as an as a, a educator, as a leader, as an um, entrepreneur, as, you know, all of these things, where do you see things going? Do you see an end of the pandemic? Do you see the structure of education changing? Do you see more of an emphasis on well-being in, you know, in schools and corporate? You know, what, what's, you know, I don't know, maybe two years, five years down the line, you know, and we've talked a little bit about this, but what do you see this being? Where are we going to be? Yeah, again, I'd like that crystal ball, Danny. Um, <laughs> but without it, it's interesting because today I actually read that Bill Gates and, you know, and I don't know how much credit we can give, but it was an interesting comment that he said that he feels that once we get through this major wave of Omicron, that it will be to the point where we can call it kind of an endemic, as Mm -hmm. in 
other parts of or past pandemics have gotten to this point where suddenly it's a massive wave where everybody seems to have it or be right. getting it, but then it goes more into like the flu mode where it's right. certain times of the year and such. Yes. And I can only hope that he is spot on with that because mm -hmm. that means there is, you know, an end. And it's interesting because a friend of mine the other day, it was last week we were on a call and he said, you know, Lavana, like I want you, I want you to be thinking about what does it look like when you get out of the tunnel? Mm -hmm. And I said, mm -hmm. Well, that's interesting because I'm trying to figure out what to do while I'm in the tunnel. Right. <laughs> right. And I think we all are because it's still, we've been doing this for so long that it's it's almost like you can't even imagine it being no. different. But I truly do believe it's going to be different. I hope, Danny, that, you know, I, I will tell you to say that I was disheartened. Well, I was enlightened in the beginning of the pandemic when I started seeing all the cheering for teachers and yes. how do they do this? And I don't know how they do this. And my goodness, my kid's been with me five minutes and I'm already ready. <laughs> drink, you know, <laughs> all yes, kinds of yes. comments. And yeah. then the wave came in the opposite direction. And, yes. you know, it's, it's gotten clearly very political and I'm not going to go down that path, but it, it's really, that's where I've gotten disheartened is mm -hmm. because I thought we finally sure. educators were being understood for the hard work they do, the incredible work, the life-changing work that they do. So I hope, you know, between educators who care so much, people like you who are out doing and helping with Zen and mindfulness and bringing it back to people, the work that we're doing with Ignite Your Shine, I really do hope, and along with many others out there, that we can help make this shift and using the voices of all that can help us make this change. And so, you know, I always say, I can't do this alone, nor do I want to. Right. You know, it, it's going to take the the work of so many of us and, and rising and bring it to the forefront because I do I, th I think things will be better in the in the future, but I, I think not at first. Right. And and we have to also be prepared, I think, to look at less of the positive side of people who through a sense of security, I would think, just want to go back to the way it always was, you know, and, and we're going to get back to normal. Right. And I get that impulse. I absolutely do. Um, on, on the positive side, and, and one of the, the concepts I talk about, and I know you talk about this too, is gratitude. And that I know it's very important that um, we're grateful. And one of the things I was grateful for is because I was doing this work and could not have anticipated a pandemic like this, is that I, for a, for a couple of years, I had, had been practicing a self-care routine and had a self-care practice in place when this hit and I was like, holy cow, am I lucky? Because people who were going just full out and you know, um, just running on fumes already, they got hit really hard and I, I feel for them. you know. And then they had to kind of pivot and, and learn to, to modulate. But again, I, I've heard this pandemic referred to as the great pause because it is a time, the benefit is it's a time to reflect, a time to say, what do, you know, like just you, like you were saying, uh, what does it look like when I get out of the tunnel? Well, there is going to be an out of the tunnel at some point. And so I think it's never too early to start reflecting on that and, and say, but like you said, I know it's like, like we're, when you're in the eye of the storm, it's like, I just got to get through this. But just if you can carve out a little time to say, what would I like it to look like? Am, am I one of these people who just wants to race right back to what was, which, okay, fine. Or, hey, this is an opportunity to make some improvements, to restructure, to rethink things. And that can, even though change is scary and I'm terrible at change, but even though it's, no, I am. Even though it's Most of scary, us are. <laughs> yeah. But the, but the potential, the possibility is, is exhilarating of what could be, 
and how we can rebuild this is, is um, you know, again, just the people working from remote or, or how, how education is structured, the possibilities are very exciting. So hopefully some of it will move in that direction as well. Okay, I, I, I have a... I'm sorry, I can also, no, you're good. You're good. I just wanted to plug in really quick that, you know, this whole back to normal. And as you were talking, one of the things that popped in my head was that, you know, there was a lot of positives that came from this. But when we think back to normal, I personally don't know that we will ever get back to what was considered quote right. unquote normal back right. then. So what I would encourage is what did you love about that normalcy? What did you love about normal? And how can you embed that into what you do today, every mm -hmm. week? Etc. and just right. start to transition that part over. Cause at least yeah. the parts that you did love about the normal, maybe you can bring some of it or maybe almost all of it with you. Exactly. What a great thought. Uh, I have one final uh, kind of unofficial question for you is um, people have learned so much from you tonight. If they want to know more about what you do, more about your philosophies, more about the shine program, where can they find you? Where can they go? Well, our website is igniteyourshine.com. So that's definitely a great start. And we have free resources, especially for educators there. So hop on over there and grab some of those. You can learn how to implement Shine into your classroom or your school. And then I'm I'm on all social media. So it's at Lavana Roth everywhere, uh, except I will say when it comes to at Ignite Your Shine, as far as the company, we are at Ignite Your Shine, except on Instagram, it's at Ignite Your Shine now. Okay. Yeah. Love to I hear had from to, people. I had to do um, just at Zen teacher on Instagram because I guess the was taken, you know, so just <laughs> at Zen teacher. So, well, I'm, I'm going to wrap things up. This was a fantastic conversation. Thank you for being here with us today. I really appreciate you giving us your wisdom and your insights. I always learn so much from you. So thrilled that my listeners can learn from you as well. So thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure, Danny. And thank you, because I know the amount of time and effort that it takes to do all this, and you're serving so many, and we appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, well, that's all for now. This is Dan Tricarico, and you've been listening to the Zen Professional Moment. And listeners, if your school or business want to make sure their employees are reducing stress, embracing self-care, and avoiding burnout, I would be thrilled to bring my Zen teacher or Zen professional workshop to you. Just look for the contact forms at thezenprofessional.com for corporate and thezenteacher.com for education. And I'll be happy to send you information on rates and availability. And before we go, I wanna remind you more than ever, please remember that you are okay exactly how you are and you have more power than you think.